they are back. Out of the darkness cometh light. Welcome to the new look ENS Wolves podcast with Joe Edwards, Rosie Swarbrick, Steve Bull, and your host, Nathan Judah. I got carried away. Though. I got carried away. That was I went home. Went home alone. So come on. Uh, welcome. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. It's episode one hundred and forty. It's not Home Alone. Although a lot of you would probably listen to the soundtrack of Home Alone uh, for about an hour and a half, rather than listen to me and you ramble on for the next forty-five minutes or so. It's me and Mr. Joe Edwards. Uh, Rose is off today. She's in. She's on Christmas Eve. We've got Christmas Eve off. Yeah, Christmas Eve off. Christmas Eve yeah, off. Baby. Baby. Uh, you can't, you can't help but love that movie. That's probably one of my favourite Christmas movies of all time. I wondered where you were going with that theme tune. I was there. just enjoying it. I was enjoying it. Do you not? Do you not? I didn't really to... recognise it as Home Alone. Really, I really. It was like on your Stranger Things. Oh role. no, no, no. We'll come, like... on to that. we'll come on to that later on. I was actually going through um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes best Christmas movies of all time. Yeah, there's, there's some what? controversial ones in there. Okay, um, let's have a look. See which ones would you think um, are like up there. Home Alone 1 and 2 are probably up there. Home Alone, 52nd. 52nd. 52nd? Is that many Christmas films? Oh, there's there's loads of Christmas films, mate. Have you not been on Channel 5 in the afternoon? (laughs) What do you think I do with my weekdays? (laughs) Uh, There's some terrible ones. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, 53. Love Actually, 51. Mm. Uh, Krampus, for the um, the people like a bit of a horror, is 50. Is Elf up there? Uh, Elf is up there. Scrooge, have you seen Scrooge with Bill Murray? I think I've seen that. Oh, mate, 80s, absolute classic, brilliant. Um, I Bill saw Murray, the, unbelievable. That, the Christmas Carol quite la- uh, recent version, like Jim Carrey was like the animated one. Oh, yeah, yeah, one. the animated one. I didn't mind that, I didn't mind it's that. okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's only one Christmas Carol, that's the Muppet Christmas Carol, that's including the BBC One Abomination that was it, on the other night. Is that is that top of the pile? Uh, um, no, 40, 41st. <laughs> uh, the Santa Claus 40, have you seen that? Uh, I watched Bad Santa the other day. Bad Santa, number 36. Yeah. yeah Good, decent yeah, to be decent. fair. Yeah, yeah, like a bit of Bad Santa. I haven't yeah. seen that, but you do. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Bad Santa too. This is controversial. Batman Returns, Christmas movie. No. I know there's snow in it and stuff, but 34 no, on the list. Was that the first? That was Second the fir- one. Was that the first Bale one? That was no, 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 no. This is 1992. This is way before Bale. You're showing oh, your age there, mate. I'm, oh, I'm thinking Batman Begins, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, the, the, the new generation of peeps you don't... Gremlins, number 30. Elf is number 29. The, the original Christmas Carol, number 27. So, so what is top? Uh, well, we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. Let, let me let me build it up. Come on. Goodness <laughs> me. Let build the suspense. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, number eighteen. That's not Christmas. Well, apparently so. Uh, Come on. That's Hall- that's Halloween, isn't it? Well, Arthur Christmas, number thirteen. Have you seen that? Arthur Christmas. No. 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 Um, animated CG. It was a CGI. It's quite good. Yeah, it's quite good. No, I've never seen it. For the, uh, don't like this. For the people, we have a bit of an argument about this on Twitter. Die Hard is eleventh. Not having that. Die Hard's 11. No, no, I'm not having that either. How the Grinch Stole Christmas number 8. Is that the... That's the original the, Dr. Zeus. 
late nineties one or even before that? I don't know. It just says. Uh, I think it's the TV one actually. Here we go again to the big boys now. Okay. Seventh, a yeah. nightmare before Christmas. Tim Burton. Yeah. I've, I've, well, no, don't you? That. You get out. I, I, get seen, out. You, you're like mad on stuff like that, isn't yeah. you? I, I've seen bits, but I've never watched it from like start to finish. You, dis- you disgust me. Um, Tim Burton, number seven. Babes in Toyland, nine six. <laughs> You're on the right list here. <laughs> crap. Oh, crap. Crap. Change. The pesky pop-ups. Oh, dear. Uh, babes in Toyland. <laughs> number six. <laughs> Closely followed by Holiday Inn. There's a few of them in there as well. Uh, 1942. And then top four. Here we go. Uh, the shop around the corner is old ones. Oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street is number three. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Meet Me in St. Louis, number two. It's going back, in it? It's a Wonderful Life, number one. One. Haven't seen that, actually. No, no, I haven't, actually. I mean, it's 1946. It's one that you hear yeah. about. Is it good peeps? Is it good people watched it? It's a Wonderful Life? No. No, no, not, not feeling. Number one, I think Home Alone, one and two, and then Elf are kind of the, the three that people kind of lean towards. Yeah, the missus wants me to um, go into the cinema tonight to watch Last Christmas, with I Amelia, gave you my heart. no, it's definitely not that. Well, it, can, it, probably, it probably is to be fair. Uh, it's the next day, you gave it away. Uh, as you can see, uh, yeah. Joe Edwards was not in the choir at school. Um, no, no it, it's about you. You do the lower voice, yeah, and then you do the high. It's like how you and Tim used to do abuse, abuse of the week. Abuse of the one week, do, yeah. One does the low, one yeah. does the high. Yeah, we, we. I mean, I, I've I've used to sing quite a lot when I was little. Uh, no, you, you was belting out some tunes on the way back from Norwich. Actually. Oh, we had some absolute belters, mate. You, you were, what was the one you were singing? Dream, dreams can come true. Oh, Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Yeah, hitting those high notes. Oh, mate, absolutely. I was, I was yeah, quite surprised actually. I used to be a treble um, when I was very. <laughs> I used to be a treble um, with the Holly and the Ivy. I used to sing solos all the time at school back in the days. Obviously, I went to um, public school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Private, yeah, I was private all the way, mate. Obviously, come on. Um, so, um, yeah, I did treble. Then I went down to a soprano. Um, and then my voice broke, and I became a bit of an alto, uh, and then I finished off as a bass. So, with a bit of tenor, tenor kicking in there. Um, what would I be? Now, yeah. uh, unemployable, if it, wasn't for, <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that you could write. Uh, right, um, oh yeah, Stranger Things, mate, unbelievable. Went to Stranger Things, um, put out a little tweet of me, a bit of double denim on, uh, on Friday night, yeah, Queen Norwich. Well, well, we'll have a little bit of tidbit from The Office. Mm. We, you'd been to Sports Direct... Yes, and you had a couple of Sports Direct bags in your hand. Yes, and we remarked that oh, it's a bit unusual that Nathan's gone to Sports Direct. Yes, so, what have you been there for? He said, "Oh, fancy dress, fancy dress." <laughs> Literally was never wear them again. It was like oh, it, was, it was quite priceless. It was, it was quite a music moment actually. Oh dear, people going to Sports Direct for all the Christmas. I'm going to fancy dress. But de- denim on denim. Um, you haven't seen Stranger Things because again, you're weird. Um, but <laughs> The people who did, the people who stuck with it, and who love Stranger Things, and I, you know who I'm talking to, all you peeps. I, I all can't, five of you. All five? <laughs> that, that's the, that, 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 those are the new listening figures, to be fair. All three of you. <laughs> yeah. um, all three of you. Please get tickets before February. It is literally like you are transport yourself into the world of Hawkins and Stranger Things, and you are a character in there. Everything is going 
on in front of you. Can't say too much because obviously it's secret cinema, so you can't say exactly what goes on in there. But just imagine you as a character walking into that TV show and you are involved straight away. You as an individual, no one else, just you. It is sensational. Sensational. So, uh, yeah, can't emphasise enough. Um, so that was sensational, as was the second half yeah. against Norwich City, Carroll Road on Saturday, because the first half was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> Thank God for that second half. Um, yeah, that first was... Was it the worst 45 minutes you've ever seen under Nuno, or was Chelsea probably worse? Uh, uh, no, I think it probably trumps Chelsea, because at least with Chelsea, you had a banging form, Sammy Abraham, and mm. you had Jorginho, and players like that kind of pulling the strings. I think, you know, this was a... Uh, I, I'm trying to give Norwich all the but the best will in the world, but they are in the relegation zone. They are... They're down there for a reason, and um, they were... They were taking Wolves apart. Um, Todd Campbell and Emmy Brendier kind of l- l- playing between the lines, and yeah. then threading fr- those through balls to to Pookie. Mm-hmm. It was it was just con- it was constant. Yeah, it was getting through every time, and the, the, Cut- and cutting them open as cutting well, cutting them open mm. like proper cutting them mm. open. The the only other time I can think about it quite recently was Southampton away, mm-hmm. where they kind of conceded three kind of quick fire goals, yeah. and they were just getting threaded through really easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. That's good. That I quite but, like that comparison. But I'd say yeah, it's definitely up there in terms of worst halves under new now because Wolves were ball watching. They mm. were statuesque, and as we say, the calibre of opponent wasn't that high. If sure. Were, if that if that that was the first half they'd put in against Spurs, say, yeah, yeah, there would have been maybe even game six, over six or seven days. Yeah, it was. Honest. I mean, I mean, it's not. Not doing a disservice, Norwich. There should have been three or four ahead at half time. They, they really should have done. Um, obviously, second half comeback, roaring comeback, and and, th- and and brilliant as they were, they took their chances. And that, I guess that's when you're struggling at the bottom of the table and you miss your chances. You know inevitably that you're going to end up losing the game. We got hot or not, so we can discuss a few of the players that stood out on the day uh, for good reasons and bad. Yeah. Uh, first of all, hot and 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 goodness me, did he keep Wolves in the game in the first half? Rui Patricio, probably one of his best 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 games in a Wolves shirt I know Nuno said post-match that it's his job to do that but it's sometimes it's a job you know when you get a world-class keeper he makes world-class saves and a lot of other keepers would have conceded in that instance yeah and the the big thing for me was the response from from Spurs to to Norwich I thought he was pretty uh I wouldn't say poor but I, 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 he was below par against Spurs his, his kicking was noticeably bad again um, but there, were, there was now such issues at Norwich, and he, his shot stopping was 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 top draw. It yeah. really was. And you know, the, there was that fingertip save from McLean early on. There was the one tipping Tete's uh, strike onto the post. Stood tall with the couple of Pookie one on ones. And you know, when Daniel Farker came out afterwards saying we could have been four or five up at half time, yeah, that wasn't an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. That was the, mm-hmm. the gods on his truth because mm-hmm. you know he's made four saves there. Uh, Oh, he couldn't do anything about the goal, and um, and and in his, in the second half as well, just a cool presence, you know. Towards the end, there was a couple of balls in the box as a look for an equaliser. Just come out, claims and nice kind of calm things down. And I looked at his distribution uh, stats wise. His his his, his pass success rate was seventy percent. 
against Norwich, which might not sound like amazing. Yeah. But it was in the 40s against uh, right. against Spurs. So that, that's a big improvement in For that sure. regard. And his shot stopping was, uh, as we say, top class. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, look, he, he keeps on keeps on producing this every single week now. Um, and man of consistency, and that is um, top-level consistency now from Adama Traore. Yeah, and players number 25 and 26 uh, getting booked for fouls on him, uh, Sam Byram. And uh, Grant Hanley, the, the guilty parties uh, this time around, and just no surprise at all. And the fact that Traore kind of kept the ball rolling was no surprise either. Um, no one just knows how to deal with him at the moment. And in that second half in particular, he, uh, as, as Norwich started to get a bit more stretched, looking for looking for a, a goal to go back in front or a level late on, um, he, he started to find more space mm. and really start to, to hurt Norwich and uh, yeah he's he's such a live wire and and of course attacking wise he's a live wire and an absolute menace absolute menace um, we'll talk about that look at the bicep picture of him at the full time and goodness me that went absolutely viral my goodness oh what a what a bicep um, <laughs> but, but at the same time He's very good defensively as well because, like you say, the outlet when you maybe got your backs to backs to the wall or you're trying to defend a lead and it's a narrow game. If you give him the ball, he's very difficult to to, to get it off him. And if he is, he's probably, people are going to give fouls away, tired legs, and then he gets the foul. Play stops. You get a chance to gather yourself. I mean, he's just as important defensively as attacking. Yeah, and the, the big thing we talk about the noticeable improvements that he's made in the final third, you know, kind of standing, waiting a sec, picking his man. Um, in that kind of defensive third, when he's got players around him, he's holding them off, which he always has been able to do, but it's the fleet-footedness mm. now to kind of mm. get himself away from danger. It's not just kind of a, a big touch and knock it past someone. Straight down, head down, running in one straight line. Yeah, he's, it's, it's weaving in and out, kind of faint, making a feint to turn one way and go in the other, mm. drawing fells, and... You know, when Wolves need to buy themselves a bit of time and kind of stop stop mm. the onslaught from from the opposition, he can just kind of win the ball back, draw a mm. foul, nice, take it, take a breather for thirty seconds, and let's recompose. And as as well as the attacking players, you say it's, it's the little things like that that make Traore so great. Um, last person on the hot list, uh, Pedro Neto came on and made a really important um, contribution, I think, and, and obviously a big part in the in Raul's goal. Look, I mean, me, me and you have kind of got similar similar thoughts on, on Pedro going into the game, saying that he's probably got more game time than we thought he would do under Nuno. Obviously, Nuno's seen a lot more than him and he's um, far more wise and, and, and that's why he's bringing them on in the games. But I thought, mm, I haven't really seen too much of him yet that's really said, goodness me, OK, this guy's going to be a player. But look, he, he came on and was was, was huge in the, in the three points in the end. Yeah, fair play to him. Um, I, I think we saw early signs of promise. It was that puny game, but it... You always had to take the calibre of opponents into account. He looked good against Watford um, when he started. But then after that, for a few months, he didn't really do anything. And uh, whenever he came on, looked a bit lightweight. Looked to, looked to me every bit uh, a 19-year-old. And yes, he's going to be inconsistent. But um, that was m- much more likely um, against Norwich. Coming on, playing that lovely one-two with Johnny. Getting the cross into the box. Uh, sharp, rapid play. And... That led to the Jimenez goal, and um, that's what you want to see from him. And you know, Jota wasn't at the races on uh, on uh, on Saturday. Neto got his chance and, and and made the most of it. 
Well, yeah, let's go on to the not ones. Jota is one of them. Um, like you said, not his best game. We're both a little bit worried because he kept on losing the ball um, or getting muscled off it. And when he's tracking back and he sometimes he sees red, you think, oh, just don't go in, don't go dive. Because not only are you booking, you know, you don't want, you know, you miss time tackle from behind and all of a sudden you could be off. But he didn't. At least he kept his discipline on that front. Still not his best game. But at the same time, you know, you can do that, then he might go on against Man City and score two. That's just what he's like. Yeah, that's Jota at the moment, isn't he? He's, he's, he had the, those fantastic games against uh, Besiktas and uh, Brighton, but kind of, really kind of didn't really get into the game at mm. all, really, against Norwich. And, yeah, it was, it was when Buendia was kind of skin, skinned it past him twice on, a, on our near side actually right by us in the press box we thought there's every chance that Jota just clatters yeah. in yeah, there yeah. but fair play to him he didn't um, I think it's just one of those he just wasn't really his day um, fingers crossed he can you know respond against City um, Johnny Johnny's been really good recently but I don't think I did his best game I don't think defence in the first half had a particularly good game I think maybe just because he tried to you know, it was a bad, bad goal to give away kind of came from Johnny um, mistiming his clearance and just went straight back into Pookie's path uh, but look the defence on the whole weren't great were they on, on, on no, Saturday it, as I say first half they were pretty statuesque and they were seconds or everything um, what you will say about Johnny is that he, he did kind of play that one too with with uh, Pedro Aneta mm. but yeah put the ball on the plate for Campwell to score <laughs> and had, got, had a bit of a rough time against uh, Max Ahrens in that first yeah. half bombing up from, mm. from right back he looked a de- little uh, decent player really. mm-hmm. yeah he did um, but three points most important thing of the day look we went to the Norwich game if you missed the Norwich game away and you want to go and see them at home Wolves versus Norwich we have got a fantastic offer a fantastic Christmas competition Joe hey. for Christmas competition not only are we giving you two tickets to go and see Wolves versus Norwich you are going to be if you win our competition going into the WV1 restaurant swanky private reserve table lovely three course choice menu Mm, pre-match entertainment great padded seat um, centrally located in the stand Cullis stand half time refreshments full time amuse bouche do you know what amuse bouche is Joe? No, but I'll pretend. Canapes, so canapes, basically. <laughs> um, complimentary match day program, cash bar, betting, full waitress service. It's all included. And all you have to do is retweet the podcast from mine or Joe's account, and you're automatically in the draw. Um, one of our gentlemen, I can't remember who it was now, uh, won, the, won, won the competition last week and was inches away, inches away. Why? From getting a, a brand new home shirt and, and almost almost went uh, went to Barcelona. Barcelona, but he, you know it, it was very interesting. He kept it going until the Sunday. Had a little bit of interest on the Sunday. Unfortunately, uh, Harry Kane was terrible against uh, yeah, against Chelsea. Didn't, didn't, didn't score this. Didn't score the first goal. But at the same time, you've got a good chance. And all you need to do is retweet it. That's all you need to do. Retweet. Sit back. Relax. Hope for a nice little text on match day, and you could be going to the WV1 restaurant with your wife or other half or husband or or mistress. I don't know. You could take whoever you want. Uh, whoever. Uh, and um, take me or Joe. Yeah. Maybe give us a well, day off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wolves versus Norwich. Uh, VIP treatment. All you need to do is retweet this podcast. And of course, we've got to. You've got to have a scenario that's going to happen um, yeah. for that to happen. Um, so what we're going to have is you're going to pick the first goal scorer for Liverpool. Against Wolverhampton Wanderers, who's going to be the first goal scorer in that game? Uh, Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane really backing the away side there. 
So Mane for Joe, and I'm going to pick the first goal scorer in the Manchester City game, and I'm going to say it's going to be because I'm 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 I'm, a, I'm backing the boys. Yeah, I fancy more against City than Ah, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Now you're not choosing that, making that selection. <laughs> I'm going to say, even though he's been a little bit hot and cold, I'm going to say Diogo Jota will score the first goal in that okay. game. So, so very, this could quite easily happen. Very realistic. Jota and Mane to score the goals, and you could be going to Wolves versus Norwich VIP treatment. Right. Um, quite a few people are asking you to do this this week, so we're going to do it. We're going to rifle through it. Um, I'm going to let you predict predict oh God, every this, game this is dangerous between now and the end of the season and we'll see how many points we get are you ready uh, yeah are you ready just win lose or draw okay 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 put yeah. it on the spot here yeah, yeah don't mind it I don't mind okay I've, well, I've had egg on my face before you've <laughs> I'm not going to go I'm not going to go away I would have done with Spears with that so I'll just leave it as it is I'll leave that uh, Wolves with Man City uh, Man City. So just win, lose, or draw? Uh, lo- lo- Wolves loss. Loss, okay. Liverpool Wolves? Uh, Wolves loss again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> End of podcast. Uh, Watford Wolves? Uh, Wolves win. Okay. Wolves Newcastle? Uh, Wolves win again. Okay. Southampton Wolves? Yeah, I fancy a win there. Yeah. Wow, okay. Wolves Liverpool? Uh, maybe get a draw at Molly New, yeah. Okay. Man U Wolves. Uh, draw. Draw. Wolves Leicester. Uh, Leicester. Okay. Um, Wolves Norwich. Can get tickets. Wolves, VIP wolves, tickets. Wolves Wolves. So you get VIP wolves. tickets to win yeah. for yeah, for a home yeah, win. Yeah. Um, Tottenham Wolves. Draw. Okay. Wolves Brighton. Three points. Okay. West Ham Wolves. Three points for Wolves. Okay. Wolves Bournemouth. Draw. I, I, I don't know. You've got to, you, There's a few surprise. There's going to be a few surprises. Yeah, 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 that's fine. In there. No, I'm just looking at this. Ne- I'm just looking at this next fixture. Villa Wolves. Wolves. Oh, I tell you what, the way things are going, can you imagine if Wolves sent Villa down? What, what, what's the day? April the fourth. Well, the, the, as you say, the way they're going. I, I mean, know. It, if these two, if these next two don't go the way, there's <laughs> if it's not sending them down, it's it's as good as well, as good as yeah. Mm. Um, Wolves fans won't gloat though. They'll, they'll be they'll be kind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pats on the back. Wolves Arsenal. <laughs> um, Wolves win. Okay, Chef, you Wolves. A draw. Draw. Wolves, Everton. Maybe draw. They'll probably get a bit better under Ancelotti. Well, you'd hope so. Burnley, Wolves. Oh, yeah, that was a shocker there last stinker. year. Stinker. Absolute stinker. I had that Burnley chant. Oh, it's awful, isn't what, it? What, what is he? Burnley. It's like, all right, we, we get the message. Anything <laughs> <laughs> uh, else? Can I listen to your locker? Burnley. Uh, uh, um, well, we'll beat them for that, yeah. Oh, okay. Beat them for that, excellent. <laughs> Wolves with Palace. Draw. Uh, Draw and last one, Chelsea versus Wolves. Loss. So you've got them only having four defeats. 
11. Um, talk to me, Joe, about um, sixth position where they are at the moment while I count these up. At oh. this stage of the year, going to Christmas, sixth place, could you see it? Sixth place, I couldn't see it really. I think we've, we've said before that I expected a little bit of a drop off um, because of the Europa League and the small squad, but it hasn't hasn't happened. They're, they're, they're still going and uh, going strong, really strong. Um, so you've got 34 points for Wolves, adding on to the 27 that they've got, which means that you've got Wolves finishing with 61 points, which is uh, four more points than they got last year, um, which would give them seventh again. Uh, which, that- which, look, look, I mean, we've been discussing uh, this on the way to the Nunes press conference this afternoon, and um, for me, Wolves, at, Wolves, if Wolves finish above one of... Spurs, Manchester United and Arsenal, of course, they're above all three at the moment, yeah. then they will be in European football next year. I think they finish above Sheffield United. I think they finish above Palace. I think they finish above everybody else, the chasing pack. Yeah. Um, so I think, really, it's between those three who are all below Wolves at this moment in time. If one of them finishes below Wolves, I think Wolves qualify for European football next year through the league. Yeah, I, I, still, I still don't think Arsenal are going to have like a major... Renaissance. I think they will get better naturally, but I think it's going to take them a little bit of time. I mean, Arteta seems very much kind of a, a long-term appointment. He's not going to he's not going to address all those issues that they've got overnight. I think they're going to need a few windows. They? they need to get a defence in yeah. <laughs> first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. So I think there's every chance Wolves finish above them. I mean, and to say to finish off four points better off than last season. Mm-hmm. He's probably not too much of a stretch. I mean, I, I did I did worry when you only had, I'd only said four losses that it may seem a bit unrealistic. But I think this Wolves team maybe not. Well, they've only lost uh, three so far. Well, they've only lost three so far, and you would say, all in all, there is clear signs of improvement even from last year. Yeah. So to say they finished four points better mm-hmm. off, I don't think he's too far out the uh, the imagination, to be honest. And look, with with pretty much a barren January last season. Um, yeah. And Nunes promised signings. We're expecting signings. So if yeah. you think that they're going to only improve on what they've got already, okay, mm-hmm. these ty- these players will will potentially need time to bed in. But it's it's looking rosy, isn't it? It's part of the point. Hey, hey um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. And um, I mean, I'll give you a bit of a tease here. Keep keep, keep your eyes eyes out for for our Boxing Day story. Nuno on January. Um, some quite. Pleasing words, yes, uh, if, like it tease. If you're if you're a fan, um, um, like like you know, as as well as us, we, mm-hmm. we we are we are you know we are journalists, but we are we are fans. Even you, you know, you you become a Wolves fan. I I I I, I, I I'm impartial to Wolves. Yeah. You know, I, I carry them in the same <laughs> in the same yeah. breath as uh, so, as Albion yeah. and Villa and Walsall and Shrewsbury. Okay, uh, um, but yeah, I, did, I, I was belting out a few. Uh, I was a little bit noisy in, in the Norwich in press Norwich. box. I was. Yeah. Ref, trail ref, ref, ref. Have a word. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you had a mate there, and, and um, you know one of Judah's many friends from across the world. Yes, um, yes, absolutely, Pete. Yes, was, was there at Norwich, and um, he was kind of taken aback by how how vocal I know was you it? Well, well, you know, you got to get behind the boys, and um, I, no, they weren't. They didn't do us justice. I, I built wolves up to him, and, and I'm saying, look, this if these people, if these team played today, you will be stunned how good they are. And they were crap. They were crap for 45 minutes. <laughs> so you know, I wanted to get back into it. Uh, oh, I tell you, who, who wasn't happy on Saturday at the game? 
Mr. Joe Edwards. Oh. Mr. Joe Edwards. He was not. Joe, bless him, did, drove, drove after. He was going to get the train, but drove to Norwich uh, because I needed a lift back. So I was I was in line to drive back, although I didn't end up uh, driving back in the end. Um, and, and Joe, bless him, I got caught in traffic, um, arrived just before kickoff. Traffic was horrific, and you were, you, were, you were almost as unhappy as I was at Southampton last year. That's you were effing, you were blinding, you hated the city. You'd only been hit for five minutes. What what was it I said when I first got in? I says, "Well, I can't, I can't, well, I can't well, say well, it." I said, "If Norwich go down, yeah, but you know, <laughs> thank God, basically, <laughs> yeah, you um, weren't happy. Well, you didn't say thank God. No, I, I said something a bit more strong. Yeah, yeah, um, bit more, bit, bit more fifteen. Well, well, just imagine driving four hours mm. and then, ooh, which is usually the case at, at the grounds. Oh, yeah. okay. Park on, park on the ground. Yeah, see the stadium. You know, yeah, see the steward. Oh, mm. yeah, you, you, you may. No, no, no. You can't, you can't park here. Can't park here, mate. It's permit only. Oh. Like, well, I've applied for parking. Mm. And then, no, no, no. We're multi-story car park. Twelve quid round the corner. Oh. I mean, it could be the expenses straight back. On oh, here, of but, course. Yeah. But because of the Christmas shoppers, nightmare. Forty-five minute queue to oh, get in this car park. Oh my god! So, uh, absolute. And you were steaming when you got in. Steaming. Well, I had to run from the car park to, mm. to the ground to make it in time for kickoff, pretty did, much. You, did, you didn't even have time for, for Delia's, Delia's chili con carne or curry? Apparently, it was a bit questionable, that word. It was it terrible, was... it was terrible. Are you sort Delia, up your game. Oh, Let's I'll be tell you what, I think you say, Delia, up. I was going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want any edits on this one, I haven't got time. Okay. Time's running out. But um, no, well, yeah, disappointing food. Always a disappointing food at Norwich, to be fair. Um, yeah, definitely to up the game. Or, like I say, maybe, maybe it's championship food. Oh, 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 oh. Pre- preparing. Absolutely right. Okay, um, where are we going? Let's go for. We can, you, you got a bargain bucket on the way back, though? Yeah, to Show you a bargain bucket. To be fair, and you, you chipped in, didn't you, for giving you, giving you driving? I did, giving I did. Giving you a lift. You, you said, it's the least I can do. Get you a bu- bucket for one. Get while, you, while you had your kale and um, quinoa. Uh, chicken and edamame <laughs> paste salad. <laughs> right. Questions from the peeps. I have built this up saying that you're going to answer everybody's questions so no pressure. Per, per, personally, wasn't it? Per, per, personally. Gift wrapped. God, I hate <laughs> it when you put a tweet out and you either got a spelling mistake <laughs> yeah. or you've, 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 pronou- you, you've put the same, the same word in twice or three times as I did on this tweet. Um, but sometimes you've got to roll with it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, roll you've got to roll with it. Yeah. It is what it is. I think people don't realise sometimes that we're tweeting so quickly want to do it and get it out there ASAP because we want you to be the people who, who receive the information yeah. more, you know, quicker than anyone else. That of course, you know, the odd spelling mistake. The mistakes are going to they're, they're yeah. going to creep in. They're going to creep in. Stu says gold trousers or double denim. Which is more disgraceful? You want to see the picture of Stu wearing his gold trousers? Have you seen yeah, them? He looks he looks fantastic. I have to say. I think he looks top draw because you see he's got he's got the he's got the trainers. He's got the kicks to uh, maybe you tweet this out later on, Joe. Uh, he's got the kicks and also he's got the hat, so he's colour coordinated. So I like it. Well, and as you'll see by the uh, podcast cartoon that we have, I am wearing uh, you are funky gold trousers exactly in, in that. So I'm very partial to a gold trousers. So mm. I'm, I'm gonna have to say your double denim mate is a, is he's a, is the worst. Well, all, all I'm saying is you know fancy dress and uh, thank you Sports Direct. <laughs> Right, uh, Reggie says, Liverpool look like an unstoppable force at the moment, so personally I'd like to know if you think on the 29th at Anfield, if we play at our best, can we get three points against the Champions League champions? Um, we've already got three against the Premier League champions in their own backyard. Hashtag personally. <laughs> um, it's difficult because I think there's teams that have been to Anfield and played really well. Uh, even Watford went there recently and had a load of chances. Um 
don't know, it just seems to be that Anfield effect is kind of in full swing again now, where teams are going there, playing quite well, giving good accounts of themselves, but getting dealt with just kind of sucker punches and, and Liverpool, that's the big difference in them now. They're not they're not, you know, dropping silly points. Mm. Um they're they're ruthless. And even if Wolves are top draw, I could see perhaps being a similar story to Spurs in that it's they're they're very good, but it you know Liverpool's kind of nous and you know perhaps a bit of luck might see them through. I think that the title's there this season. At King Wolf, if we loan Morgan Gibbs White out, who are we getting back to add to the midfield? Um, look, Morgan's still out with an injury. Um, mm, last noon, I bet this other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether if he was fit, he would be getting into back into this into this set. Probably in the set and probably maybe on the bench, but uh, I think playing different-ish positions but Pedro Neto I think would be the one who would get on the bench ahead of Gibbs White at the moment in time if they're yeah. going to have one or the other um, if he does go out in for loan in January I would suggest that maybe a, a, a new incoming player might take this place what, what would you say? Yeah I think so I, I, think, I think there's definitely uh, scope to have some sort, some sort of forward player um, in there whether it's someone who can play out wide on, perhaps on the right side or can also play as a ten. Just somebody who's a bit flexible, who can play, who can play, you know, in, in attack either a three-four-three three or a three-five-two. I mean, you, you, you're not going to get him because he's at Albion. But like a player of that Mateus Pereira kind of mould, someone like that who can either operate from out wide, playing the hole, depending on the system. Someone like that. I can't think of a name quite off the top of my head. I, I think a few have said this uh, essay that's at, that's at QPR. I've never seen him play, so mm, I can't really. Mm. Yeah, pass judgment on him, but somebody who's who's a bit flexible, you know, can play left wing, right wing, or in that number ten. Break from the norm though. If they're going to England, they're going to the Championship. From, from what what we well, exactly, used to see, yeah, but you know, yeah. you never know. You never know. Um, also, uh, we know what Rosie's Rosie's getting uh, her better half as a watch for Christmas. What Joe, are you getting your better half? And uh, Nathan, uh, she already knows what I'm getting. Oh, what we went to? We're not we're not doing much for Christmas this year mm. because we've got the wedding coming up in March. Yeah, so like basically every single penny that we've got, yes, is pretty much going towards yeah. that. Mm. So um, still waiting for that invite, but that's fine. Yeah, it's fine, mm. mate. Yeah. Um, all good things come to those who uh, yeah. wait, as yeah. to say. Um, but yeah, it was. We were in London the other week, went to watch the Lion King stage show. Ah. It was absolutely phenomenal. Magnificent. And she saw a pair of trainers that she liked. I thought you were going to say she saw a lion. So I just got her them and she's getting me uh, Mario Kart on the uh, on the Switch. Oh, so, yes, nice. So everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. Um, I've uh, picked up my other half's present today. Can't say what it is, but she better like it otherwise. Well, I can't really send it back because it's been been done specially for her so we'll have to see can't really unveil too much apart from I'm, I'm struggling for money no <laughs> if you could have one mother's player around for Christmas dinner who would it be and why oh Jean Martinio Jean Martinio really apparently he's a bit of a joker is he he's is he a bit of a crafty guy yeah they reckon, he, they reckon he's always kind of pulling jokes and what it, like going going around, going through the fire exit rather than going through the mix zone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah stuff like that. that no but they reckon he's like kind of the, the joker of the squad mm. um, so you know pull, pull, a, pull a cracker with Martinio get him to read the uh, the joke oh nice the nice okay yeah have a, have a nice little laugh with you you know have we some saw, Vino. we saw uh, Mr Catroni going going out of the, uh, the the building with his Christmas hat on today his paper hat on Christmas, paper hats for Christmas Christmas cracker ones are funny aren't they because you wear them for a bit then you take them off but yeah. then you always 
You've always got that feeling, feeling like you're feeling that the, you're still, still wearing there. it. Do you know what I mean? The thing is, for me... It's only a bit of tissue. I've got, like, literally quite a big head. Yes. So, well, we know. Where you walk, <laughs> walk around the office like uh, Mr. I am. So, when I tend to put them on, Tears. they often tear. Uh, yeah, so... I, I sometimes I just don't even bother now. Man, or, or took it behind your ears. Yeah, took it behind your ears like that, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you look a bit weird, but that's fine. For me, you got, if you you got to have a bit of crack at Christmas, Dennis, uh, you got to have a little bit of... Kind of... No, Rue Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob Cartwright um, says, um, well, he thinks that this is the 100th podcast because he doesn't count the first 40 we did um, with, yeah. with, with the other clubs. But, we, um, we don't, Steve. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he says he's looking forward to something special. Um, well, well, it is special having me and you on the show. I think that's very yeah. special. Very fitting. Um, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, duh, 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 duh. Let's have a look. What emoji poll are you most proud of? Oh, yeah, emoji polls. Goodness me. I think I did a decent one a while ago for Slovan Bratislava. I think that was probably up there. That was a difficult one. Did you do like a, a, a bat or something like that? Um, well, you did like a van, didn't you? Slow sign yeah, in the van, wasn't yeah. it? And then... Oh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is good for me. I think it was a cold thing. Um, it's like a brrr, yeah, and then brrr. rat. I put a rat, rat in there. Oh, talk about rats in a minute. Oh, God, the, that phenomenal. And then something else. Priceless. Did you, do you want to show us the sign now? You, you, can, you can tell him, tell him. So, in Express and Star Terrors, there's been <laughs> one or two sightings of, uh, of mice <laughs> over the last few months. And um, Nathan uh, managed to say a little... can talk over it. Nathan managed to say hello to one um, today. And he, he, we, we I, went, all, I went to go and heat up my microwavable quinoa, as everyone does at, at the office. Yeah, and... Open the door. I'm sat at my desk, which yeah. is a good bit far away from where the microwave, oh, microwave is. Oh, yeah, it's round the corner. You've got a big wall separating and me and the microwave. Oh, 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 oh. I was like, ah, son of a bee. <laughs> and everyone turns round. Yeah. The whole office. The whole office. And Nathan just tilts his head round the corner. I think I just saw a mouse. <laughs> I didn't just see one. It literally came across and went over my feet. I think I just saw a mouse. Right next to, right next to, right next to our editor's office, Mr. Martin Wright. I apologise for my language that I used, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. I thought it'd be better like that in a mouse situation. Yeah, open the door. And it, yeah, it, it, it scurried across. across yeah, no. yeah. I can, I can kind of understand it. It was loud though. Yeah, it was. It was loud. <laughs> I thought something that. that I thought you'd like torn a hamstring. I know, or someone, to be honest. someone came running around the corner going, Are you alright? You alright? Are you alright? Like I've done something bad. Oh dear. Mm. Uh, right, let's let's move on quickly because we haven't got loads more time. 10, 15 more minutes left. Come on. Uh, Ash Dolan, let's let's rip through these. Uh, who do you see winning the Royal Rumble um, and going to Tampa to WrestleMania 36? Oh, I'm not following WWE as much yeah, these poor, days. I'm watching it, um, no, probably what well, is this men's or women's? Uh, let's say men's. Uh, Although the women's is just as important, uh, Ra- Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, okay. Really. Uh, I'm going to say, well, I think main event will uh, Fiend. Fiend will carry in. I've got to say it'll probably be Fiend Undertaker for the main event. I think they'll do the horror co- collision do thing. I think so. Uh, me and Royal Rumble, I can see CM Punk coming in and winning it and being that'll be his entrance. That's what I see. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, Scrivo a couple of years ago I discovered that chorizo pigs in blankets were a thing mm. and my world was irrevocably changed what has been your favourite Christmas culinary discovery I haven't, I haven't discovered that that sounds that it sounds, sounds delicious 
divine. Especially with Espanol coming up, there'd be a lot of chorizo being eaten uh, by, by the boys. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of uh, Spanish uh, sausage. Yeah. Maybe we should invite some of the. <laughs> <laughs> for yourself <laughs> uh, maybe we should invite some maybe we could win a competition maybe later on put this on potentially we might not even might not do this yeah. maybe we could invite five or six lucky winners for a, an evening tapas meal with me and you in Espanol in Barcelona the night before maybe maybe we could do that with people travelling tapas remind me remind me um, in the end of January and we'll put a competition out come and join us for a little meal that'd be nice a little drink a little drink on us Sangria. A sangria on us. Yeah. Yeah, or San Miguel. <laughs> yeah. Joe's um, shaking his head going, no, 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 don't remind, don't remind them. <laughs> uh, so what would be your favourite Christmas? What do you say, what's your favourite thing on Christmas dinner? My, I don't really like Brussels sprouts that much, mm. but like, my mum used to do me like pancetta and chestnut. Nice. That's quite nice. Nice. That, that, that is like the most kind of like surprising mm-hmm. thing I'd like. Because you, you think, oh, I like rousties. Yeah. Like you, you can take turkey, it's not my favourite. Sure. Like, Meat, but that yeah. that was quite a surprising discovery, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, I'm just old. School. I mean, I like a bit of sausage meat stuffing. Sausage meat stuffing, mm. delicious, very very good. Um, do you know? I know a lot of people don't like it, but I'm a huge Christmas pudding fan. No, I like I'm a not. bit of Christmas. I know. I can understand why people don't like it. Christmas pudding and Christmas cake, I actually like. But Christmas pudding, if you get a really good one, maybe like um, I mean, most people in the household will have a Heston Blumenthal cake or whatever. You know, I mean, from the Fat Duck. So we're having that this year. Um, that's kind of like your regular to go to one. Um, or maybe a Betty's, a Betty's Christmas pudding. But that warmed. We still do the whole brandy over the top. You turn the lights Please. off. The blue, the blue light comes up. The blue yeah. flame. We all go. Whoa! Whoa! It looks better than it tastes from my experience. But I always have cream on it. Just a little bit of single cream mm. over the top while it's still hot, delicious. So that, that's probably my favourite. Oh, you should have a Viennetta for, for Christmas pudding. Oh, Viennetta's fantastic as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you can only get it for a pound now. Yeah, it's Vien- a pound Viennetta, yeah, delicious. Viennetta, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. probably. If I was in the jungle, and like I said, I think I'd prove that I could be in Amistad jungle today with oh the uh, with, with Mousegate, um, I think that my dessert could be a could be a Viennetta. Yeah. Oh, got you. By the way, people watching Amistad this year, it felt like they were eating every single night, like uh, treats everywhere and meals and stuff. They're, they're all saying they lost a stone. They must have put on weight. It was all big roast dinners every night. Yeah. I'm not having that. Nah. Not having that. Anyway, um, at Indian Taipan One says, "Who do you think will be the players under poaching threat in January and the summer?" Uh, Traore. Do you? Do you think as quick as this people come in for Traore? No, uh, I think people don't. Not necessarily like, bam, we're coming in massive bid, but just like kind of, you know, maybe the odd inquiry or just kind of. I think more people are certainly monitoring him now. Um, Fifty million pound in January, do you, do you sell? No, no. Sixty no. million. No. 70 million probably not 80 million that's where you start to get tempted but that is massive money isn't it I put the poll out as well and it's very very interesting the responses and they're very right there the people are very uh, I mean Wolves fans know their stuff yeah, yeah. is that um, the value he is to Wolves is, is completely different to his actual market value you would have thought at this moment in time yeah. uh, but like you say if you are going to part with him you're going to go to those kind of levels for people to actually turn around and go okay we're going to have to literally take this seriously now yeah yeah. I think you're talking you're talking like that 80 to like 100 million mark mm. I, I really do and it, as crazy as that may sound to some people as you say he's worth to Wolves top top up put on to his market value I think you, you've got quite the high fee Dan Southall personally how do you guys personally see Nuno managing the squad during these three games in six days personally, uh, personally like he says I think we'll come on to that um, when we preview the next two games yes. I think so we'll, we'll yeah. discuss we'll that Dan that later, yeah. 
Um, Roberto says, what do you buy the missus as a last minute present when you've brought her everything over the years and want to make Mary Hill as painless as possible? Well, what's Mary? He's, he's what's, speak, what's Mary Hill? He's speaking for a friend there. Oh. Um, Mary Hill's just big, big shopping centre in uh, D- Dudley White. Oh, okay. um, tell you what, Roberto, I'll, I'll tell you what you do. You don't go out there. You phone a nice little hotel, maybe somewhere down south, um, maybe in line with maybe Wolves playing in and around there at some point in, in February or March time. You also phone the spa. You give them a call. You say, "Can I pre-book a date?" They'll give you a little brochure online. They send it across, you pay over the line, maybe a deposit or something like that, refundable, because you might not want to go to those dates. Um, and then you print it out, you put it in an envelope, you write on the envelope, job done. Or Pandora, that's always good. Pandora, Pandora is good as well. <laughs> oh dear. Um, let's have a look. That's a good idea, though. Oh yeah, yeah man. I've been there, done that before yeah, many a time, yeah. many a time over the years. Where will Nuno be? Will Nuno be in Wolves? Will Nuno be at Wolves in 12 months' time? Yes. Moving on. That 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 is my you know. That's your gut. gut. Yeah, yeah. I would say yes as yeah. well. I would say one more season. Yeah. I would say one more season. Which clubs would Nuno struggle to turn down? Says Gareth Hicks. Um, Atletico Madrid, perhaps if they get rid of Simeone. That I mean, that's a that's a club that's kind of got Mendes toys as well. Um, that would be difficult. I think. Obviously, the big two, the big two, City and Liverpool. Oh, I was going to say Barca and Real. Oh, that's yeah, fine. Well, yeah, yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, Barca and Real. Anything in Italy? Juventus would probably be the one. Um, Inter Milan, maybe, but AC have been rubbish for a decade. Mm. So, I think it's. Um, I can see Nuno speaking to someone, a big club, but I can also see him making sure that he calls the shots. He sorts all his backroom stuff up. He's on a massive contract. And he gets his say in dealings, etc. Because he very he very much cares about the product on the pitch and not a contract. And uh, if he hasn't got those same assurances that he does at Wolves, I don't think he'll go. No, I don't think I, I don't think he'd be. Yeah, and, and and because of that, I don't think a Real Madrid or a Barca would probably come into the equation no. because it would be over his head. Mm-hmm. But I could, for some reason, I just see that Atletico job if Simeone does kind of jump ship because mm-hmm. he's been there for quite a few mm-hmm. years now I think that is one that could realistically be you know so, something of a of a bit of a danger uh, at Joseph at Blosives where is Joe from from I'm thinking about the accent where he's specifically <laughs> from um, Willinall kind of way Willinall uh, yeah um, Willinall uh, new invention mm-hmm. uh, was where I kind of grew up and yeah just living in Wolverhampton then Andy Hodge we've answered your question um, Craig says, "Do you think Neto has the ability to become a better player than Cavallero?" Uh, I'd hope so. Yeah, I mean that's no disrespect to Cav, but like Cav's, Cav's, you know, playing in the championship now and doing all right for himself. Mm. But like, um, you know, Wolves, Wolves have deemed him surplus to requirements in the Premier League, and that the hope is that Pedro Neto will be a Premier League player for for years to come. So he's certainly got the potential to be to be better than Cavallero. Yeah. Uh, Tom, on a scale of one to ten, with ten being diarrhea. How much did did did, uh, did did Joe Joe poop himself when Nuno shouted at him last year? Well, I mean, it was what it was one of them. It was, uh, and, I, and I think I can say it here now. I mean, a lot of people won't realise that Nuno. I, I, I never said it because I didn't want to make it like a big thing. A big thing, but Nuno did come up to me the next press conference and say, you know, sorry about that, Joe. Yeah, apologise. Yeah, apologise. I was kind of out of line there. 
Mm. Uh, I didn't want to make a big thing about it because yeah. it, it's, it's not about me or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's just part and parcel of the job. Sometimes you catch a manager on, on a bad day. and um, Yeah, but that uh, kind of ever since then, there's, there's, there's never really been any problems and he always answers he does. He answers respectfully. He, he does. does. He answers your questions very, very well. Um, and, and certain others people get shorter shrift, <laughs> yeah. shorter shrift than you. But um, but look, you know, the, these things happen in press conferences. Um, won't be the first time. Won't be the last time. A no, lot of exactly. other people. Um, I mean, that came out. I guess in the world that we live in today, there's always a camera on, and uh, obviously that goes out and that goes viral. But you know. There's, there's plenty of other eruptions that happen behind closed doors. Um, a lot worse than that, I can guarantee you. Yeah. Um, but such is the nature, like I say, of today that, that sometimes they get highlighted. Nuna was a little bit frustrated on that day. And, you know, sometimes when you lose a game like that, you, you're frustrated, aren't you? So exactly. It is what it is. Exactly. Um, right, Paul Mansell, uh, do you think Roman Saiz gets the plaudits he deserves? Uh, not quite. I think more people are kind of, you know, I, I think... Paul's got that, that picture with him yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Picture, yeah, um, sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think more people are kind of recognising him there as just how much of a kind of useful player he is to have because midfield or defence, he's, he's, he's pretty solid in both and scored a great header at the weekend. Mm. Uh, an orthodox cross from Matinho, mm. but he was a great header yeah. to, to, stick, to stick it into the far corner. And... Uh, you know, players like him, as we say, the, the Traore's and the Jimenez's will continue to get the main plaudits because they're the ones who, who kind of, you know, grab your attention. But players like Romain Sace are, are really just as important in, mm-hmm. in Wolves' success. Uh, Jacob Bevan, personally, what are your personal thoughts regarding the personnel of the Wolves squad? And personally, who do you feel is the most personable of the personnel? Merry Christmas as a personal greeting. Very good, Jacob. Great, great. Uh, great, great, great. Yeah, to yeah, like yeah. that. Um, Thoughts on the squad, um, you know, where it is now, like you say, I think, I saw someone talk about this week saying that the Wolves were overachieving, I think it was O'Hara and someone else saying saying that. I mean, I don't think they're overachieving, but at the same time, I, I do think that they're they're performing to their absolute best of what they possibly can yeah. do with, with, with the, the squad that they've got. Um, but Nuno will want to add to this to make sure that look it's not every you can't just keep on expecting finishing 6th, 7th, 8th in the league every single year you've got there comes a time when you've got to really um, you know pull the trigger yeah and, and add 2 or 3 or 4 good signings to your squad yeah I think it's I, I think that the squad I don't think there's any kind of glaring weaknesses in there at all and you got to look at it now. Would you say central defence is a glaring weakness, because just because the gla- guys the guys have done so well coming back? I don't in. think it's a glaring weakness. I think I think there's definitely scab to add to it, and this is the kind of avenue you're getting to now with where Wolves are. You know, you've got. I think there'll be perhaps a little bit of ruthlessness over these next few windows, where perhaps players that you think well they haven't really done much wrong, that maybe they kind of get cast aside into more, you know, shadow roles mm-hmm. if you want to say. Because um, you know, if you really want to become a big hitter. Um, you've got to really kind of fine tune the fine tune the side, and um, yeah, I think it's probably about it's two. Ideally, I think you'd want one of each, wouldn't you? Defender, yeah. a midfielder, and a striker, just to cut or some sort of forward, just to kind of complement what they've already got. And uh, I think it would be far off. Excellent, thank you, Joe. So uh, Manchester City and Liverpool. We'll just uh, quickly preview both games, and we kind of have done in the video today about about Manchester City. Uh, for City, David Silva is out, confirmed by Pep this afternoon. Um, we've also got uh, Stones is out although it's probably best that Stones is in to be honest I don't, I don't particularly rate Aww. him I think he's overrated um, uh, Kevin De Bruyne is is fit after getting helped off that was just cramp uh, Sergio Aguero will be on the bench um, with, with uh, Jesus 
in line for another start. So, you know, where do you see it? I mean, obviously they've got great memories still of going there and winning, uh, you know, away from home. Can they do it again? Can they get the double? Do you think that Wolves will put out a pretty strong side, if not the same side we saw against Norwich? I think, the yeah, my heart's telling me that they will um, go with the same side. As Norwich, and my kind of my head's uh, telling me is that that as well. I, I think there is a temptation to pack out the midfield a little bit, but um, it, it's then you're asking perhaps Ryan Bennett to come into the back three, and he's capable, but he's he's been out for a while, uh, and it's a big game to kind of come back in league-wise for. So um, yeah, maybe three-four-three. See the same. City are going to come out better, I believe, than than they did at the Etihad. Um, just going to be extra wary I think of, of what Wolves can do and desperate to kind of keep those title labs alive and um, I think it's going to be a really tough game I really do anything from it is a bonus for me yeah a tough game but you know obviously full full house at Molyneux um, everyone ready to go and Nuno playing a stronger side it's it's they've got a chance haven't they oh, they've God, definitely got yeah, a punch's yeah. chance for sure uh, I don't want to kind of yeah when I'm saying that there I mean Wolves have got every chance mm. and um, it's just just you know the, these these games and the short such short turnaround mm. between them it, it is such a big ask. I mean, if if Wolves ended up winning both of these games, oh. it, you could write a book about it. You really could because yeah. uh, uh, new new new, uh, new season season <laughs> match not. reports again. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, it it would really go down in history. But um, yeah, it, it, it's such a tough such a tough ask. Judging by that, let's say, let's say that Nuno does go as strong, full strength um, for, for the Manchester City game. Do you then play a mix and match side? Do you completely change it for Liverpool? Or do you kind of see what numbers, see who are feeling okay um, going into that Liverpool game? Because you've got to think that the New Year's Day game away at Watford is one where they want to be targeting three points. They do every game, but it's the more realistic game out of the two, obviously, which you're looking to win it. Yeah, can't seem like going like massive, massive changes at Liverpool, but I think it said it on the video. Ruben Vinagra, perhaps Neto, Catrone, maybe one of the other defenders, Kilman or Bennett. I, I don't know. Do you go that much? Or you've got to see how you come out of this City game, haven't you? Um, but yeah, I think perhaps three or four changes for Liverpool. I don't think that's out of the question. Right, remains to finish off with. The predictions, um, I shall go first on two games. Wolves against Manchester City and Liverpool against Wolves. I'm going to say Wolves 2, Manchester City 2. And I'm going to say Wolves 0, Liverpool 3. Yeah. Uh, Sorry to be the Scrooge. It's okay. No, no. no. There's always always room for Scrooge. Always uh, room for a bit of of Christmas pass. I think City City 2-1. Yeah. To City, yeah. and then I think probably two 0 Liverpool. Yeah, but you know, with this Norwich game, they've kind of earned two games where they can have a good go. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. With Watford around the corner to exactly. hopefully get three points from. So um, it's been a pleasure. Have a great Christmas, Joe. You too. Have a great Christmas to the listeners. Thank you very much for joining us. I know it's a bit different with the new podcast and stuff, but hopefully you're coming to to enjoy it. And uh, we've got plenty of cool stuff um, scheduled for next year as well. Uh, I'll let you know when we're going to put one out. I think probably. Hopefully in between uh, Liverpool and Watford, we might get one out. If not, it'll be into the new year. But have a great Christmas. I hope Santa comes for me and Joe. Have a great, great Christmas. Take care. Bye-bye.